And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Guys, hi, what's up? Welcome to the podcast again. Or for the first time, if you are listening again, if you've been listening, if you listened to the last one, you'll notice that themes are developing, stuff's happening. That's, you know, to, to do with that what you will, okay? Make a, make a pie chart. Guys, my guest this week is Brittany Nichols. She's the friggin' best. Um, let me, what should I tell you about her, first of all? Um, how about this? Follow her on Twitter at B is hilarious. Um, You'll figure it out. Just Google that. Just the, the, the letter B. I almost said the number. The number B. And then is and then hilarious. It's a pretty confident Twitter handle and I like it. But that's that's where you can find her. I am often retweeting this girl because I think she's hilarious. As as does she. B, B is hilarious. She also writes for autostraddle.com. You can check out her articles there. And she also has a YouTube series called Words with Girls, which is very funny. Um, and Hannah Hart is in that one too, if you like her. And of course you do, because who doesn't, right? Um, so those are things that I told you right off the top because I didn't want to forget to tell you, but you know nothing about her yet. You're going to get to know her during this podcast. Here's the deal with this one. I, I don't normally like interview people and we usually kick around different types of questions. For this one, the real question, I just, I just want to know what it's like. I just want to know what it's like to be B. So that's what I asked her. What's it like to be you? And we talked about that for quite a while. Um, also, here's something that's kind of interesting. She told me afterwards that this was the first podcast that she has done. So mark it in your calendar. I don't know what to do. Basically this. This woman is very funny. She's very talented. She has a lot of moxie. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Ambition. She's, because um, she's not from the 40s. Do people still have moxie? She's going places is what I'm saying. And um for this to have been her first podcast is very exciting for me and very exciting for all of you because you just get to hear from her now and then you'll see she'll, she's going to be up to some serious shit and you're going to be like, I remember that time that I sat in my car and listened to her talk about how extremely cripplingly self-aware she is. This is a moment that we're all about to have, you guys, a moment that we are all about to have. Stay cool. Um, stay in school. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to sign off intros. I've forgotten everything about everything. Um, eat your vitamins and um, drink plenty of water. Okay, guys. The question is, what's it like being you? What's it like being you? Are we going to say who I am or are we just, I'm just a no one? Oh, I didn't tell you. Oh, you're going to do the intro? I usually do it later. Okay. Yeah. No, you're All not right. a no one. We, they know who you are. <laughs> what if I am a no one and that's just what I want to talk about? I want you to talk about anything. Let's say this. Let's say that <laughs> last night when we decided we were going to do this, we were trying to think of a question. And mm -hmm. I said, you know, I'm just curious what, what it's like being you. <laughs> and you and you sparked to that idea. <laughs> and you I don't like, spark a lot. You were like, yes, let's do it. I think it's because I talk about myself so much to people that I'm close with. And they are usually like you're fine you're normal like you think that you're being a gigantic weirdo but everyone feels like that because you can't understand what anyone else's experience is like so you just think that yours is the most 
unique thing in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I have the problem where, and I'm trying to get over it. I used to have this problem more. And I've talked about this on this podcast before, where I thought that things that were very specific to me were universal. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, everybody brushes their teeth 17 times a day, right? Don't you? Don't you? And, and then I thought that things that were universal were very specific to me. Mm-hmm. But like, but I get sad sometimes and no one else knows what that is like. Like, I had mm-hmm. it all backwards about right. what's universal and what's personal. Mm-hmm. So what sort of things are you saying? I think it's interesting that your experience of yourself is that you talk about yourself to people you're close to a lot. Yeah, well, just the sad thing makes me think that people never want to talk about being sad and so i feel like that's one of the reasons why being so sad is so lonely <laughs> yeah because it's like frowned upon but <laughs> i like to talk about being sad all the time when <laughs> a few months ago when i was really sad when i was crying every day i was like i'm just gonna fucking talk about it because why not i yeah. talk about everything else like twitter is just for me to talk about myself and the weird ass thoughts that i have when i'm riding public transportation <laughs> as a 25 year old woman in los angeles which is not something anyone should have to do but i do it and then i let my thoughts out so if i'm thinking about being sad for several weeks in a row that's what it's that's what people are going to hear about and i don't think there's anything wrong with that i don't think anyone should be worried when things like that happen yeah yeah that's that's a really good point i when i go through periods of being sad i do this thing it's so messed up i remember i was at my brother's house with my sister-in-law and i was going through something and i was like okay well i'm i'm really i gotta go um I'll just be in the other room crying. Uh, so if you hear me crying, I'm just crying in the other room and I'll just be in there and I'm going to shut the door and cry in there for a while. And she's like, uh, cool. Yeah, you could do that. Or we could talk about it. Like, what's going on? <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. Like, you can mm-hmm. talk about these things. Fair enough to lean on other people and have yeah. them support you. I just felt like I'm sad. I need to shut away and pretend it's not happening. Yeah, I feel like for me, there's no middle ground. It's like either I am dead to the world and no one can know anything that's happening or i like will find one or two people to cling to and they just hear everything that's going through my mind just every thought because i'm just like well this is what you're supposed to do right you're supposed to talk about it and you're supposed to let your feelings out and this is the only way that it's going to be healthy and this is the only way i'm going to get back to the person that i used to be and even who knows if that was a person <laughs> i love that within i had no idea where this was going within four minutes we've just been like sometimes we both get really sad <laughs> oh man yeah i I just from i guess this is going to be one of those times where i just talk about myself or at least how i experience myself and i think that how i experience myself is right because i think that i'm always right well it has to be right there's no other person that can experience you from the the inside yeah not from the inside but just like from what people think about me like i'm just a super 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 self-aware person and so I'm, there is no time other than probably when I'm doing improv where I am not thinking about how people are experiencing me or what they think about me or what their impression of me is. Really? Yeah. I would like to know, first of all, I want to know both of those things. What's your impression of yourself and what do you think people's impressions of you are? Mm-hmm. Or maybe that varies from situation to situation and group to group. Um, well, I think that as a black uh, non traditionally presenting i don't know you know the way that i I look how i look right yeah and so it's like people have a reaction it's not no one's looking and going that's normal you know it's (laughs) something is happening so wheels are turning yeah and i think that 
coming into that and coming into like just so many things at once like so many different sorts of awareness with like my queerness and like feminism and like all these things kind of all happen together and it just like do we need to I think it's perfect whatever background music I don't know how well other people can hear this but it's like the soundtrack to your life yeah this fun soundtrack I guess some somewhat lonely Uh, country music yeah (laughs) uh it's just like I the way that I counter it is by trying to guess what people think and so then I could say, okay, well, I know what they think. So now I don't have to care about it. Like, to me, that's like kind of taking their power away by being like, if I think the worst, if I think that you're thinking the worst thing, then when you think the worst thing, what's going to happen? Nothing. Because right. I already feel like that. What do you think is the worst thing that people are thinking? Uh, I mean, there, I think there's sometimes there's general fear. Sometimes there's just like, a, I don't know what's going on. And sometimes there's just like a presumption of like you're going to be angry or you're going to be this or you're going to be that and I think there are so many parts of my identity that are like run counter to what people think when they immediately look at me yeah that it's always just like a a fun surprise to hear people be like oh you are just so interesting yeah you know so that's really that is that actually that is interesting because it's like people putting onto you the burden of what am I even trying to say? They have all these preconceived notions, right? So yeah. they, they go, oh, you're interesting, rather than confronting their right. own ideas about who they yes, thought you were. Exactly. Rather than like, I'm, hey, I guess I'm narrow-minded, or I guess I yeah, yeah that, jump people, to conclusions. People don't get to that point. No, no. They just go, well, I like oh. you, and that makes me a good person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean about trying to anticipate what other people are thinking. I only know it from stand-up, where... Mm-hmm. I, tr- I work into every set uh, if it's not in front of a lesbian audience. Hey, I'm a lesbian. Hey, I know I look like a little boy because I yeah. have to do that right. so that they can listen to everything else that I'm saying. Because if I don't mm-hmm. do it, that's just going to be on the back of their minds all right. the time. Like, we know this Yeah, about I think you. that's the exact same thing. You just, yeah. like, take their power away by being like, I, I'm smarter than you, yeah. so I know what you're going to try to do if you were to try to do it, so just don't even bother. Yeah. The, I'm, I'm caught on the idea of people thinking that you're what did you say a fear you said general fear mm-hmm. and i thought that was interesting and i'm not sure where that's coming from is that because you're a black woman with short hair yeah is that white people's fear well who's who's afraid and what are they afraid of are these people on the bus what are you talking about i mean it's not uh, it's not you know like shaking in their boots but just like afraid just afraid to even just like talk to me or just like treat me like normal person really yeah i mean I, there are just like so many times where like i can go somewhere with someone and people in the room will like greet the other stranger as if like like they're a person just like hey oh i haven't met you hey what's up and even though i'm like standing directly next to them which just of course could be me putting my shit on someone else because i could be looking a certain way or i could be giving off some sort of body language where it's just like someone else could get greeted but I won't. That's very strange. Yeah. Is you, it? You're wrestling. Is it? The, I mean, because I, mean, I don't it's know. It's strange, but the, these you. are things that like happen to people all the time. Yeah. Your resting face is quite serious. I will say that about you. Oh, that's fine. I feel like you have two modes. <laughs> <laughs> and I like them both, but they're both kind of zero to 60. Mm-hmm. It's like serious face. And then like right. the most radiant smile in the world. <laughs> and I really like that about you. <laughs> well, I'm stuck right now because I'm wondering how much 
racial stuff we're talking about mm-hmm. and i don't even know how to talk about it right and i mean well it's i think that that's one of the things that makes me feel different because again but i think i am different i think i am safe in saying that i think about my race and gender presentation and sexuality way more than the normal person who even shares the exact same identity markers does like to me there is no escaping my identity like the idea that people who are not like straight white dudes never have to grasp for individuality like Mm -hmm. they can always be their own person but to me i am like plagued by everything i do is tied to one of my identity markers yeah that's really interesting (laughs) i just want to listen to you talk because i don't think i have anything to contribute in the same way like Mm -hmm. like all these things that i was how i was saying that i kind of had all of these things come up at once it was also hard because like I went from being in high school up until high school, I was just around black people just all the time. And, you know, my high school was like 94% black, 3% Latino or something like that. So like there weren't a lot of white people around me. Like I came across them through basketball mostly. And then to go from like that sort of experience to then go to Yale, like one of the most, you know, one of the whitest places you could go. And then to like also find out that I was gay while I was there and then to go from like that whiteness to then like the whiteness of the comedy world so it's just like now everywhere I go I'm essentially the token I'm essentially one of the only black people there a lot of the times the only black person there yeah and for me I'm just someone who's like when I walk into a room I'm like is there anyone else is it just me okay I have the responsibility of all (laughs) black people and all lesbians and sometimes all women. Like, it's just like, I feel like I then become the representation for all of these things. And like, so that's, it's just like a weird responsibility that I put on myself. Do you feel like, I mean, do you feel hemmed in by that where like you can't, you can't just express yourself or whatever you're going through that day because it's not going to be, oh, this is Brittany and this is just a thing. It's like, mm-hmm. this is, all right, well, she's upset. I guess lesbians are upset or I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I think that the, the people will think whatever they want to think, sort of. So it's like they can attribute it to whatever they want. Like no matter what you are doing, someone could attribute it to something that's bigger than you mm-hmm. and something that isn't tied to like who you are as a person because then it's like who am i as a person like who would in who would i be if i wasn't black if i wasn't woman if i wasn't gay? like there's no way to possibly know there's no way to live in that universe mm-hmm. and it, that to me is terrifying <laughs> Wait, what's terrifying? The idea of that universe or the fact I mean, that it cannot exist? The idea exist? that, like, just trying to understand how I would fit into a world where I am not those things because those things are, like, as much as they are a burden and, yeah. like, hard, they're also, like, fun and super important to me. And I enjoy being all of those things. So you would need to be, let's say, in a in a room or a town filled with queer black women where that's the norm and then you're like okay who else 
am I? What else am yeah, I? Then, yeah. Then who, who am I when everyone is like me and it's not an issue mm-hmm. or like, who am I? What is my take on the world? If I'm a straight white dude, how do I experience it? I feel like I'll just be the happiest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it works. I mean, I think that's what we're getting to. But it, but it's point. not because then you look at them and they're like, no, they have their problems and their sadness and their emotions and their experiences. No, they don't. And they still manage to cultivate like unique voices. Most of them don't. But are we some were talking in comedy do. in the world of comedy or just in the world? I yeah. think people that are outside of comedy have their like every person. I think has a game, and that's a UCB thing. But I think every person in the world has like their life has a game. Explain to me that concept. I don't know that as a UCB thing. Um, so it's essentially that in a world, in this base reality that you've created, there's going to be one weird thing that sticks out and that's the game. And you just figure out how to hit that thing no matter where you put it. So in like every location, this person has their like weird personality thing and they're just going to beat it and beat it and beat it and beat it. And, a variety of different ways but it's always going to tie back to this one thing what would so what's your game i think my game is just being extremely self-aware because it honestly everything that happens to me that's like how i escape it is either by being like hey i know that i was doing this thing let me just preemptively tell you i know i was being weird and let's clear it up and the other person is like you weren't being weird you were being fine you're okay Mm -hmm. or something makes me uncomfortable or i feel like something will make me uncomfortable and i immediately explain it away by saying oh well that's just because you are this thing and this thing and this thing right I'm wondering, and this might be indicative of my own mindset, is the self-awareness a type of anxiety? Is um, it an anxious feeling? I think that I am also an anxious person, and so it ties into that. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it feels like I, for a lot of things, have no emotional <laughs> response. Like, I am very bad at, like relating to other people's emotions and kind of just cast them to the side but when i do have an emotional response it is very strong and just like because it's not it's having imagine the strongest emotional response you've ever had now imagine just throughout that entire time being like you're having the strongest emotional response you've ever had you mean being aware of it yeah just like also being like crying, just like crying hysterically, but also being like, you're crying hysterically, but then still crying hysterically, but being like, why are you crying hysterically? <laughs> and then going back to crying hysterically and be like, other people are going to wonder why you're crying hysterically. Do you know? No one knows, but you're going to keep doing it. Yeah. That <sighs> sounds really hard. <laughs> I don't know. I want to help you with everything. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know where. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I don't know how I got here. The reason I'm bringing up anxiety is like I feel like I can relate to that, and it seems to me like, like I'm getting this vision of how nice it would be to just relax. Like, what if it, what if it was ever like just like I'm just gonna cry hysterically and then just do that, and then that'll be over, and then I'm on to the next thing. Yeah, I'm I'm very in my head a lot, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how I'm relating to what you're saying right mm-hmm. now. It's like just kind of always being in your head about something. Yeah. And- <laughs> 
just thinking about that thing over and over and over like obsessively yeah i w- I'm, I'm going to therapy now and my therapist she always says things it blows my mind it's like it's it's good that I'm going because I never even see these other things. She's like, you know, every time you come in, you analyze everything. You never just like talk. Mm-hmm. You always like analyze what's going on. I'm like, oh, oh, is there another way to be? Is Can I not? Analyze? <laughs> I thought, wait a minute. What do we like? I thought that's what I had to do every time is be like, I'm feeling like this. And it's probably because of this and maybe because of this and tied to this in my past. And, you know, this is how I'll deal with it and blah, 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 blah. But I'm never mm-hmm. just like just talking. Right. Just being. I mean, why? Why would you do that? I don't See, know. To me, to me, I can't do that because that doesn't make sense to me. Like to me, being super self-aware makes sense. Just feeling and living and being in the world and not constantly evaluating everything does not make sense because it lends itself to, I don't know, like failure and mistakes and embarrassment. Tell me more about that. I'm I don't know. Sure I, I, feel, I think I sound paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just like one of those things where it's just like I am not used to failing and I'm not comfortable doing things that I don't feel like I'm going to be great at. Mm-hmm. And so if I just kind of keep track of where I am with things I can just only pursue things that I know that I'm good at and avoid all possibility of failure right and I think that things like you know having fun and drinking and just being a person yeah sometimes situations pop up where then you do something stupid and then I know that if I do something stupid I have to only think about that thing for the next several days and I'm just like okay so do you want to get drunk and waste the next three days of your life thinking about the one thing you said to that girl you think is cute and then she didn't respond yeah or do you just want to hang out and have an average time and live your life normally for the next three days you look scared no I I think it's because I like I completely relate I may look scared a few things are going through my mind it's like I completely relate and I think I'm going oh well you're fucked well I'm fucked I don't know what to say next because I'm just like no 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 I feel you I know I know what that's like And I was also at the same time wishing that um, and anybody listening could see your body language because you're making wonderful, like grand sweeping gestures and you're making you're really you're visually you're adding to this conversation for me. And I wish everybody could enjoy could enjoy it. Uh, I feel I feel like lost about where we are (laughs) because I'm like, yep. Oh, yeah, it's hard. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know where we are. But I okay. I'm just going to take a pause here for a moment until I find the thought that I'm trying to find. (laughs) Okay. Are there moments, even fleetingly in your life, where you are not hyper self-aware? Like, one thing that's jumping in my mind, we don't have to talk too much about it, but we can. But I'm like, sometimes during sex, there are times when you're never... (laughs) You didn't even let me finish. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Because I knew that's where I was going. (laughs) Nope. Still, still there. Unless I'm drunk, then... I'm still there. Yeah. I am often there in sex as well. I'm often very much like, okay, and then now, now I'll do this. And I hope this mm-hmm. feels like this to you. And that kind of feels like this to me, but I'm like in my head, unless someone takes me out of it and those mm-hmm. people I enjoy, but that's not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, it's still in my head. Are there, there, are there no moments in your life where you're, well, I think when I do improv, that is one ah. of the reasons that I like doing it so much is because I, think i get out of my head <gasps> that's great that's one of the reasons i've kind of avoided improv 
is because I, I, I do feel too like aware and like afraid mm-hmm. of making mistakes and all of that. But yeah. you're able to let that go in that moment. Yeah, and improv just in general has like has been one of the things that has helped me get over myself more mm. than anything. Just being like, you can look because si- it's that whole thing of like, okay, you're gonna be silly, and then the whole time I'm gonna be thinking about you're doing something silly, mm-hmm. and like you can't do that in improv because it then you look dumb. Like you, if you're being silly and you're okay with it, it's great. But if you're being silly and everyone can tell that you are thinking about how silly you're being and you're not just committing to it, then it's not funny. Yeah, you just look like an idiot. That's great that that's the one place where you get out of all that. Mm-hmm. That to me would seem like okay. Then you're you know on your quote path, and that's where you're supposed to be, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I hope so because I'm gonna keep doing. It. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I I do you do acting? Like improv is not. Ex- I mean, um, I would. Oh call- yeah, you do. You you have your series. Yeah, of I course. have my web series, but like yeah. I. I would not call myself an actor I think actually you're great at that i had forgotten about that you're very you're like that you definitely pull that off you're convincing that i would call that acting <laughs> i have no interest in acting and i never have and for me it's about like it's because to fake something mm-hmm. like anything like right. a sentence an emotion drinking a cup of coffee <laughs> and to not do it well like mm-hmm. to me it's just like the risk of looking like the most gigantic idiot in the world. Right. Like people who act well are great. Mm -hmm. When you see people acting and you can see that they're acting. Right. To me, it's just the most cringeworthy, horrible thing. Yeah. I think maybe I would be like that if I ever did any sort of dramatic acting, but I think I'm very confident in the fact that I'm funny. Yeah. And so to me, it's just like the technicality of, you know, the mechanics of acting might not be there, but I know that I'm going to get a laugh. And I, so I feel like that is what I am aiming for. And so to me, that still feels like a success. Yeah. Even if I look like I'm not really drinking a cup of coffee. <laughs> well, I use that example because I was doing a silly little web series with my friend and um, it was the dumbest thing. It was easy. It was like, okay, dress up in a baby costume and drink this cup of coffee, this cafe. And I was like, okay. And as soon as he put the camera on me, I was like, boo, boo, how do people drink coffee? And I'm like spilling. The, like I couldn't remember like what's a, what's a body language normal way to hold a cup of coffee and drink yeah. it. Like I just got so crazy self-conscious. Yeah, I do that too. Or it's like if I'm trying to, <laughs> I come up with a lot of bits in the shower. And so I'll just like talk them out in the shower while I'm in the shower. I'm like, this is hilarious. I need to get out of the shower and get on my phone and record it. Right. And just from the moment of like it just being like a natural thing that I'm just saying my thoughts out loud to then going to, oh, you are purposely taking your phone out and going to Evernote and recording this thing. Mm -hmm. It just becomes like something completely different. I'm just like, this isn't even funny anymore. What (laughs) happened? Like my voice changes and like the way I was delivering things. And so that's why when I get a lot of money, I'm just going to put some sort of recording device in my shower. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea. Just capture the magic the first time. Capture the magic. (laughs) That's really great. Scrub, 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 scrub. Ooh, I have an idea. That's great. I record things onto my phone as well, and I thought I'd share this with you because you might appreciate it. If if anyone terrified of my phone falling into the wrong hands or anything, because for me, I'll do I'll still record those things, but it will be like this: like, okay, so 
All right, so I had an I had an idea a minute ago, and I'm gonna talk about it in a second. But I just feel weird right now because I'm in my car and there's like people around. And anyway, Deanne, you're doing a good thing. Just keep okay. Here we go. So this is the idea. <laughs> this will be this big long yeah. um, voice memo where mm-hmm. like the joke is somewhere in the middle, and the right. beginning will all be like me. Oh yeah, talking to myself. About oh yeah, feeling self conscious. I mean, have you seen that video of me and Steph reading the poem? For, oh, I loved for five loved minutes. That. I was just like, "Okay, you're gonna do this, all right, Brittany. You're gonna do it. Yeah. You're just reading a poem. Hey, you're fine. You're an okay person. You're doing great." Yeah. It was just like five minutes of that, and just Steph just like staring at me and like confused and playing the guitar because who? What are you supposed to do when someone does that yeah, in your presence? <laughs> well, see, I would totally relate. I yeah, it's nice. It is. It is to me. It's always interesting to like see those people that don't go through that. Like maybe in that mm-hmm. moment, that was Steph. I did a show with my friend Leland. He's a bass player, just like a big, cool, relaxed dude. Mm-hmm. And we were doing a show together. We would have meetings about it. And I would approach things like, okay, Leland, so blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, so we'll just do it. And, you know, and I was mm-hmm. like, what? There's another way to be? Like, right. I didn't even know that you could just... Just be more relaxed about it, not worry so much. That's another reason why like improv is so great because there's like no further preparation you can do than wh- whoever that whatever person you are at yeah. the moment that you're going to go on stage. Like there's nothing to no lines to memorize. All you got is you and those people and whoever you are in that moment is perfect. And so there's like there's no it removes a lot of the things that I get anxious about from the equation. That's really interesting. Yeah. I think that's that's also sometimes why I don't want to do it because I feel mm. like oh, I'll be there and then I'm like I should be more well read. What if someone mentions <laughs> Libya and I oh <laughs> I don't know. Well, then just, you make it up. Yeah. That's the best part. If you don't know something, just fucking make it up. Yeah. Now you're making me want to try improv. You should try improv. I feel like everybody should try improv now. Probably. Do you re- would you relate? Would you call yourself a perfectionist? No. No. Nope. That is interesting. Because I feel like we were heading down that path of like... A control freak, probably. Okay. But a perfectionist, I don't think so. All right. I thought you may. Because you were just saying, you know, uh, you don't want to do things that you're not good at and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. I came to that... Well, maybe I am and no one has told me. (laughs) Well, here's something. I don't know. You may or may not be, but I came to this a few years ago where I was like, oh, I could just call myself a perfectionist. That's one thing to call myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Rather than thinking that nothing I ever do is good enough. That's right. the other way to feel about it. And I was like, oh, so I guess I'm just a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. But I stayed away from that label for a long time because I thought, well, I'm not perfect. So mm-hmm. no, I'm not a perfectionist. But I would go through those two things of like, oh, I guess nothing I ever do is good enough. Well, I, to me, when I think of perfectionists, I just think of people who try to justify them being assholes to other people. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just talking more about like a personal internal thing. Yeah. But yeah, that happens a lot. People do ast- use astrology for that too. Mm. I'm just a Scorpio, which is really interesting. Yeah. See, like, yeah. No, you're just being an asshole right now. It's, I don't think it's about what month you were born in. <laughs> I mean, I'll just, I'll just ask you again. What's it like being you? Uh, just the broadest, uh, the broadest way to, I think I would answer that usually would be like, it's fine. <laughs> that's great it's fine yeah and i think this i love i think okay here's the thing i am simultaneously so cocky and also on the brink 
of just being like, why am I here at all times? And that is just like a weird combination, I think. I think it is, but I think it's typical of artists. Yeah. Like, I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. My friend once said something about (laughs) comedians in particular, their mindset being like, I am an awesome piece of shit. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. Like, I'm a piece of shit, but I'm also a fucking joy and everyone needs to hear what I have to say. (laughs) I'm a fucking joy. I want to get the t-shirt that says that for you. I'm a fucking joy. Yeah. All right. Seems all right being you. I didn't know before this conversation that you were this much in your head and you had all that stuff going on. Yeah. Because you, you present yourself as a very confident mm-hmm. person. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Like laid back, relaxed. Mm-hmm. Do you remember one time? This may or may not make it to air, but we'll talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> you had to pick me up at the airport because like some transportation things got messed up and mm-hmm. you were grumpy and upset. <laughs> <laughs> because I like schedules and I like being on time. It's totally fair. And... It was totally fair. And I was in that moment with you in the car, like, really trying hard. I'm like, she's grumpy and upset. And that really, it doesn't have anything to do with you. Don't take it personally. <laughs> you don't need to fix it. Just relax. Just be here. But I was dying to, like, reach out and just be like, make mm-hmm. it better and make you laugh and yeah. whatever. But I was like, I don't think that's going to work right now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I didn't know you well enough either. I'm like, you don't have this girl's number. So you can't really, <laughs> you know, you might think that you're like, I'm going to make it better. And she might be like, yeah. get out of my car. I don't, what was it? Was there something in particular that happened? I think I just really, I'm very organized and I like being on time. And when other people affect that, it upsets me in a way that it should not. Yeah. So I think it was just an entire day of that. Yeah. And oh, there you so go. Back to your, a, back so to your control freak stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because also then it was like picking you up and you thinking I didn't have my shit together because then you like had been there and then we weren't there. And oh, so no, no, I Brittany's didn't... irresponsible oh. because she's not there picking you up on time. You oh, know what that's I mean? interesting. No, I didn't think that at all. I was like, why did those other guys leave me? <laughs> I was only five minutes late. <laughs> that's all I was thinking. Yeah. No, you were my hero and my rescuer. Yeah, but to me, it felt like I had somehow fucked up. (laughs) That is so interesting. And to me, I had this giant suitcase because I thought I was going to be riding on a spacious bus. And suddenly we run into your car, like already jam-packed with everything you need in it. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, so I have this huge suitcase. uh, That's so funny. It's so interesting, everything that can be going on behind the scenes and people's minds and like Mm -hmm. what they're bringing to the table. Because I'm there with my big suitcase like, well, I guess this is just indicative of the fact that I don't have my shit together and (laughs) this physical baggage is really standing in for my emotional baggage and I'm sorry I don't know how to pack and oh, Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people would probably just push those thoughts to the side and be like, hey, I need to look like a happy person. She's probably been traveling for a long time. I should look like I'm happy to see her and like everything is okay with me. But to me, I'm just like, I'm just going to put this out to the world. Everyone's going to have to deal with it. Yeah. I'm not happy right now. I'm not happy. And I don't care if people, I, if I'm upset, I want people to know it. So then I could fix whatever it was to make <laughs> me upset. Cause if I just sit there and I'm quiet, then I'm just upset and I have to deal with it. And no one else, if I'm miserable, every, everyone's does, they don't have to be miserable, but they're going to know that I'm miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I'm really glad that we had this chat. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Things got scary for me in the middle. Because <laughs> I'm like, I haven't read enough about 
what's it called? Like cross-sectional intersectionality. intersectionality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I really need to do more reading. That's what it all comes back to for me all the time. I'm like, I just really need to do more reading. So I'll look it up and listen. I know better. I know better than to ask you where I should look for those things. I, I know Google exists. <laughs> I'll figure it out. But, Great. Well, good luck on that journey. Yeah, thanks. And we made our way through this. Which was good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think everyone knows a little bit more now what it's like, what it's like to be B. Uh, congrats, everyone. <laughs> Questionable at Best is available every Thursday at nomoradio.com. Check out the website to join in on the weekly Questionable at Best comment thread. Head over there. Talk about this stuff with us. Weigh in. Ask more questions. Answer questions. Get involved. Paint a fence. Make it happen. Join the community. I don't know if there's a community, you guys, and paint a fence is not a thing that people say, so I don't know why I just said it. But um, just go over there. I would love to continue this conversation with you. Support for the No More Radio Podcast Network comes from the Montreal Improv Theater. Check them out at montrealimprov.com. Our cool graphic was designed by Charlie Sneaker. Her work is on Instagram, Charlie underscore design. That's Charlie with a Y. Do not be fooled. Our super sweet intro and outro music, which you're listening to right now, was composed by comic and renaissance man Mike Carosa. His Twitter is Mike Carosa. That's two R's, two Z's, two A's, although not sequentially. You'll figure it out. Also, I just said renaissance man. If you are listening in the UK, I say to you, renaissance man. I'm Deanne Smith. I have an internet presence. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you again next week. <laughs>